All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. This North Carolina woman turns 116 years old, is the oldest person in the country. Charlotte, North Carolina. Here's a clip from Fox 46 Charlotte. We want to wish a very happy birthday to Miss Hester Ford. It is her 116th birthday. Yes, you heard that right. Check out this video from her 115th birthday party last year. She had a party at the Beatty's Ford Road Library with her family. Uh, Miss Hester was born in Lancaster County, South Carolina. She went on to have 12 children with her husband. She has more than 50 grandchildren and 120 great grands. Ms. Hester uh, credits her incredible longevity to family and a strong faith in God. And yes, in case you were wondering, she is the oldest living American. She has over 100 great grandkids. There's no way she knows all their name, names. There's no way. I barely what? know your names. I come here every day. <laughs> That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't you be a nervous wreck if you knew you were the oldest person in the whole country? Why? Because you're coming. The oldest I mean, person doesn't keep that cool. title for long. That's like the shortest championship run ever. Ric Flair was champion seven times. Each of his <laughs> runs were probably a little longer than... This lady's going to be. And what, I would be such a hypochondriac too at 116. I'll get a hang now and be like, is it going to do it for me? Here we go. Man, she lived through the 1918 flu pandemic and now she's living through coronavirus. Yeah, she lived through Stonehenge, man. 116. That's crazy. Good for her. Happy birthday. Miss Hester Ford, 100 great grandkids. That is nuts. Oh, she's so cute. Raimundo said he had a story that if you wanted to keep burglars out of your place... There's, what, one simple thing to do? Yeah, it's actually two, so most people don't double-check their windows. Apparently a kid will do it, or you just randomly do it when it's a nice day out and you never lock the window. So that's one of the ways you can prevent it. And another way, don't put a key on your property. People still do that where they even hide it within 10 feet of their front door. Yeah, that's the big one is people putting a key under their mat. Because if you want to look in a house, I think they said they, they went to a neighborhood once just looking and one out of every 10 had a key underneath it. That all you have to do is check 10 houses and one of them's probably going to have a mat, a key. Yeah. My mom had a fake rock. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. And it, you opened it up and you could slide the key in and then we hid it amongst a bunch of other rocks. And then it was great. I just always was nervous someone was going to see me bending down and pulling a key out of a rock. But get yourself one of those. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, speaking of home, your dad may get to come to your house. Yeah. They called us. Um, they, one of the ladies that works there was visiting with him and was able to take him out on a walk, thank goodness. And she said, I had to call y'all right when I got back. She said, because I really think he needs to be able to come and see you, see you guys, see your house, be a part of your life, like for his well-being. He is such a people person. Some people are not, some people are. My dad is. So, like, they see a shift happening in his his personality, uh, not having contact with people and his family. So they said they're working on protocol for him to be able to visit. It's TBD, but they're working on it, and they'll be in touch. And, yeah, they might. I don't know if they're going to drop him off or we could pick him up. I don't know if you would get in our car. I don't know how it's going to work, but <gasps> could be crazy. I mean, I don't know. My kids are in school, so they're going to... Oh, will, yeah, they can't. I know. Everything will be so sanitized and distanced, but, like, for him to just maybe be able to come and walk around and maybe hang out in our backyard. Maybe he doesn't come inside. And you can't hug him still? No. Even if you get tested negative? 
I have been tested negative. But there's been days between then. True. Because I would say, again, what the heck do I know? Anybody that claims they know what they're talking about, if they're not a freaking doctor, don't listen to them. But from what I have heard doctors talk about is if you test negative and then you quarantine yourself, there's been no exposure, have at it. Mm, okay. The, hard, the trouble is getting a test back quick enough. Yeah. Because Eddie tests on like a Wednesday and then every Sunday, every Sunday night he knows and comes on the show Monday and is like, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. But it takes that many days. Yeah. Well, I got one on Friday and got the results Saturday. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was reading this story about, and I get tested, the, um, Nat Geo sends me tests, and so I do them. They're spit tests. I have to do them three times a week. So you spit in a tube, and they make you like <clears throat> do that, and they have to watch you do it on, the, uh, on Zoom too. And so you spit in a tube, and then you pop it, seal it, put it in this thing. It's got a number on it. You mail it off, you register your number, and then you look and see. And if you're cleared and you feel and you're good, you get to go to work. And if you don't, you don't. And if I get it, the whole production shuts down. Yeah. Because you're talking about 50 people that are working based on me staying healthy, which is why I've kind of limited. I don't go really, I don't go a lot of places anymore. And if I do, I make sure there's just no one around. And again, not for my sake, because I think I would be like Eddie, I would get it and just get through it like an illness. But I don't want to be selfish and think that it's only about me because I wouldn't want to get it and give it to somebody who was compromised. Yeah. How much longer do we have to do this? I know. This? Probably. I was t- okay. Tell me. Because you know, who I, have, are you talking to? I have a friend who's the head of a whole center, I right? Know. Just tell me. Infectious disease. And like news hits him. He consults with other of the main guys. I would have just me talking to him, right? I would assume we're going to be in masks all of next year, too, just about. Oh, wow. And that a vaccine will come, but it's not like we all just go take a pill and it all works. And then it's not going to work with everybody. And it's kind of predicting like a flu shot. Like they have an idea, but know, things are still about mutating. To enter back into, well, I mean, not about to. It's still August, but time's going by fastish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to enter flu season again. And then well, this fall is going to be brutal. Brutal. Yeah, it's going to be know. brutal. Get, have your fun now. I'm really, no, don't. Don't go have your fun. <laughs> Let's stop having fun so that we can... Again, I, and I'll say it again because so many people claim to be... I am not an expert. I only talk to someone who is, and I probably only get 90% of the stuff that they say right to me. Back out. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, it sucks. And it's not about me. Again, I feel like I could get it and be fine. That's not the question. Even with college athletes. Yeah, of course. 99.9% of them are going to be fine. We don't know the long-term effects of it, but I mean, just... Exactly, we don't. Um, but it's not about them getting sick. It's about them giving it to someone else that could. Yeah. And I talk about I, I hope football's played. And I hope they're able to find a way to do it because that's the most important thing to me sports-wise all year long. So I'm looking forward to it. I will understand if it, eventually they pull. I'm not going to get upset. But I'm pretty pumped right now that the SEC is still playing. Are you kidding? That's some normalcy. I live for that. Playoffs start tonight in basketball. Well, playoffs started last night, but, but for me, they start tonight. Oklahoma City and Houston are playing. I'm now a huge Thunder fan. Mm. We, listen, we've watched every game in the bubble. Every Thunder game. We've watched every game. So, yeah, we, we watch. I think they play at 530 Central tonight. But the NBA's been back, right? Mm-hmm. In a bubble, and nobody's got it. Yeah. But they're full bubble. Nobody goes in, nobody goes out. Except for that one dude. Well, yeah. He, got, he couldn't go back in. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. We're done. See you tomorrow. Enjoy today's show. Tomorrow's show should be interesting because Raymundo apparently had to. Or maybe you're going to do it on the show? Yep. He's going to disinvite some people from the show to his wedding. On the show? But, oh, great. That's, that's what he says. 
due to coronavirus. Um, so I don't really know what's going to happen Y'all are all in the wedding. I'm not about to get disinvited. Well, we'll see tomorrow. All right, enjoy the show, guys. Bye. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. What's happening? And welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Amy, how are you? Doing good. How about you? Pretty good. I had a rough night last night. I woke up with the closest thing I've ever had to a migraine. Oh, that's not good. And I don't know that I've ever had a real migraine, honestly. I've had really, really bad headaches. But last night, I wake up and behind my right eye, it is pounding so hard that it woke me from sleep. And I'm like, oh. And so I'm laying there and I'm just, I'm hurting so bad. And I don't want to wake Caitlin up because there's nothing you can do. You have a headache. It wasn't a dehydration, I don't think. You know, I'd been in Montana for a few days, but I felt like I was doing pretty good with, with water. But it just it wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. And I was moving around a little bit. And finally, she woke up. She was like, hey, are you all right? I was like, I have just a, the worst headache. She was like, what do you mean? I said, well, behind my eye, it, it feels like someone's just punching the back of my eye. And so she wakes up because she's a, a number two, as as you are too, probably, huh? Oh, no, I'm not a two. You're not a two? Mm-mm, but she's a caretaker. Yeah, she's very. And so she wakes up. God love her. And she goes and first gets time and all. She's like, here, take this. It makes me sit up. And then she starts rubbing back of my head, and it would only help for a second. And then she's like, okay. Then she gets on Google. She's like, behind the right eye. What? Well, then I'm going to die because you start Googling what's wrong with you. The next thing is you're going to die. She's like, okay, well, never mind. It could be whatever. She goes, let's get a hot wash rag, put it on your head, lay down. And then uh, about an hour and a half, she just kind of sat there, and, and then I fell asleep. And that was it. Woke up this morning felt great. Oh. Last night it was a rough night though. Last night, but then she she woke up to care of me like crazy. It was awesome. Nurse I'm, Caitlin, I'm not used to being taken care of. Yeah, never that was different for you. Never really in my life have I been taken care of. Not not in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, at first it was weird because I felt guilty. I was like, gosh, she's way. But she was like, no, this is what I like to do. This is like my love language. I like to take care of people, and especially you. So that was weird. I was, That's her loving you. Yes. Yeah, you just have to accept it. And, it. and it was tough at first because it was so not natural for me to be able to go. Because I wouldn't want them to be out. You know, before I left for my TV show, there were a few of us that came over to the house. And she, she had, with our little group that hangs out with each other, the, the, the non-corona group, as we call it. Um, and you guys came over and surprised me. And I felt so guilty that I felt like you guys had 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 went out of your way to come and have this little party for me before I left on my shoot. And I was like, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. She oh, like, I know. Yeah. Did, I never said anything to anybody. And I, I, now that you're bringing it up, I guess I'll just say it here, but we were standing alone. And at some point people were off doing things and you and I were right next to each other. And you looked at me and you were like, did anybody, was anybody like, Oh, we have to go do this. Like, I was like, no, everybody that is here wants to be here. It's just odd that the first thing you thought is these people who are your friends, by the way, don't want to be here. Yeah, I have a rough time making anything about me when I'm not making it about me. Right. You literally looked at me asking if anybody complained that they had to be there. And I had to get over it, and I did get over it, and I felt very loved because of it, but it took me a second to go, just take it. Mm -hmm. Just take it. I think I hear Eddie's dog at his house or something. <laughs> yeah. Eddie? Are you there? Did he turn his <laughs> mic down because he, his yes. dog started going crazy? <laughs> yes. I think there's a delivery truck pulling up or something, but she's barking. Yeah, sorry about that. Early morning delivery at the Eddie house. Is it a, a corona vaccine for you, buddy? <laughs> no. I wish. Please drop that off my front door now. Do you have a plan to get tested this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Wednesday. I found a new place. 
Uh, I'm going to go check that out, and hopefully we'll get a different result this time. I'm going to tell him to go down my throat, though, this time and forget the nose. Hopefully that helps. An entire sorority house at Oklahoma State University is quarantined after 23 cases among sisters at the house. Isn't that wild? Golly. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I think maybe nine Oklahoma football players had it, too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, here it is. Meanwhile, just 84 miles away, nine football players at the University of Oklahoma have tested positive for coronavirus. What will be crazy is, because I hope they play college football. I hope it's safe and I'm able to watch the SEC and, and watch Arkansas play. What's going to be wild is because some kids are going to get it. And they're probably going to be fine, right? They're they're in super great shape. Um But then, again, that's not even why people are worried. It's them giving it to somebody else, right? Like, no one's worried about really about the players getting sick because they're super healthy and it doesn't really affect young people that often. With me? Yes. But it's, what I'm curious about is they got to pull them and what if it's the quarterback? You know, what if it's the, you know, the the, the starting middle linebacker who's an All-American and he gets coronavirus two days before the game? Does the coach say, hey, hide that. We got to get out on the field. <gasps> no. Listen, it's football. <laughs> no, no. I'm not saying they should. Okay. You have to remember, they used to hide they, concussions, Amy. That's a brain injury. Yeah, but that affects that one person. You're going you're to spread it to a bunch of other people. I am, I'm not arguing. In, oh, I know. In the, <laughs> Amy thinks I've taken the linebacker that I invented, by the way, <laughs> his position. No, I know. I get it. Yeah. You're like, what if the coach does that? And if he does, then he should be fired. Yeah, and he would be. But this whole thing is weird. I hope to God they play. I will also understand if they don't, right? That's where I feel, because I'm getting asked by interviews all the time, hey, what do you think about football? And they want me to say either they should or have some angry opinion about it. I hope with my heart they're able to play because if they're playing, that means that they have deemed it to be safe. I also am planning on them to probably play for a little bit and go, oh, we can't, we can't go on. I don't want that to happen. That's where my heart takes me. Yeah. All right? A couple of months ago, we did a bit on... What movies people have walked out of in the middle of it. And I walked out of Weekend at Bernie's too back in the day. I walked out of the first Incredible Hulk with Eric Bana. I think those were the two I walked out of. But we talked about that. But then I was thinking, what about the TV shows that we've kind of not walked out of, but abandoned right in the middle of it? Because I was reading a story about This Is Us and they're going to be covering coronavirus. And I go, oh, yeah, I I just kind of quit that show. Oh, me too. I never got mad at it. (laughs) Me neither. I never felt like it was less compelling. But I just was never drawn to go back to it. Like before Jack and the Fire, I don't, I mean, that's where I was out. I never saw Jack and the Fire. I remember the previews going, Jack's in a fire. And I'm like, I got to watch that. And then I, and I remember being it. scared of my crock pot for a little bit, but then. Is that what happened? I think so. Cause I never watched it either. I just yeah. would see news articles, uh, you know, afterwards about Instapots and crock pots. What TV shows have you abandoned? I have abandoned This Is Us for no other reason than it, I just, I guess I forgot, and other shows kind of got in the way and was, were better. And then The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, I did the same. Yeah, you like, and I have abandoned the same shows. I was like, huh. Yeah. I think I just got BBD, Bigger, Better Deal with other shows. What about you? Bloodline. And I keep, I've heard from two different people recently talking about how much they loved it, and I abandoned it. So now I don't know if I need to try to go back. Bloodline score on Rotten Tomatoes is 90% audience score. Caitlin was telling me recently that it's such a good show. And it's the coach from, it's Coach Taylor, right? From, from Friday Night Lights. Lights. Awesome. I had that. When I was, I didn't have Wi-Fi in Montana the last few days. I had Friday Night Lights on my computer that I had downloaded. I'd never seen an episode. And I, sta- I, I started and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else instead. Oh. 
You're going to regret doing that. Yeah. If you don't ever, what if tomorrow never comes? You need to watch Friday Night Lights. <laughs> well, if tomorrow never comes, I've still got Yellowstone and Upload to watch. <laughs> don't watch. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're watching Upload over Friday Night Lights. I just can't. I love Upload. I love the premise of it. You're in the future 10, 15 years. It's funny. You think that's only 10, 15 years from now? That's the. Oh, it really is. Yeah, they actually say what year the, oh. <laughs> inside of it. I thought you were saying we're, we're 10, 15 years away from. Um, uploading our. How do you know we're not though? I, you're ten, right. I don't. That just seems like ten impossible. years ago. If you would have said that, you know, some of the stuff we can do now with our eyes, recognize our phone, you would have been like, "You're crazy." I and know. also, what's an iPhone? You know, there's a lot. I'm of with you. I just don't know about uploading our brain or soul or whatever it is to some virtual heaven. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right. What do you got? What What shows have you uh, moved away from? Abandoned. Bloodline is yeah. the biggest one I can think of right now. And then I'm with you on Mrs. Maisel on This Is Us. And, God, oh, there was another one. But now I, I, those are my main ones. Eddie, you? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Stranger Things because Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. The I first didn't... season was phenomenal. And then the second, I was like, ah, it's got a little weird. And if they have three and four, I don't really care to watch that at all. I'm I done. watched the first one. I think I, I struggled through the second and then if there's, yeah, like Eddie. How many seasons are there, Mike, of Stranger Things? Three. There's three? Yeah. I haven't seen the third one. I haven't seen the second. Isn't Eleven like 30 years old now? <laughs> Probably. Is that her name, Eleven? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. She's a single mom. It's like Alyssa Milano in uh, <laughs> the new Who's the Boss remake. Uh, Millie Bob Brown's only 16 years old in real life? Wow. All right, shows that you've abandoned, Lunchbox? Ooh, Orphan Black. Uh, it was, I mean, it was so good for so long, and then I just quit watching, and then I gave up on Outer Banks. I watched, like, two episodes, and I was like, this is terrible, and I just gave up on it. Ray, did you watch Outer Banks? You like that? Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and I'm ready for the next season. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us know. Call our voicemail line. Let us know what show you loved, and you just stopped watching, and there really wasn't a reason. Like, it shouldn't be because it got bad. It should just be that, oh, crap, I forgot. Uh, call us, 877-77-BOBBY. <laughs> There's a house in Iowa where two adults and six children were axed to death, and now you can stay there for 428 bucks a night. I have, why would people want to go there on purpose? I wouldn't. I That's really twisted to me. Huh. The Vasilla Axe Murder House in Iowa. Two adults, six children, they were axed to death. The Moore family had invited the Stillinger family over for a visit in 1912, and then no one survived. The crime remains unsolved. Now you can book an overnight tour, overnight, up to six people, 428 bucks. After a tour of the house and the grounds, keys are turned over to the guests, and you have the house all to yourself till 9.30 the next morning. That does not seem fun to no, me. No, it seems so creepy. In 1912, okay, I get it. It's a little bit so far back to where it doesn't, it's just more of a spooky thing than a creepy thing. Like if that happened in the 90s and they're like, come and get it, I'd, that'd be really weirded out. Photographs and videos are highly encouraged. You'll have to pack some gear that includes sleeping bags. And in, <sighs> out in front of the house, it does say, Velissa Axe Murder House with like blood coming down the leg. It's just weird. Okay. You're right though about ghosts because you always hear about ghosts from the 1800s and 1900s dragon chains. And that's not the only time that people died where there should be ghosts. Again, there could be a 90s ghost. Like the ghost from the 1800s, it was always like, where's for out thou? I'm here to haunt you. <laughs> but why? how come there aren't ghosts in the 90s like 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, you're right. It's a great point. Where are the 90s ghosts? All right. Uh, a man lets his uh, clerk at the gas station choose his lottery ticket and wins half a million dollars. Oh, so does he have to give him some? Well, here's the question I'll, I'll ask you is, I don't think you have to, but what- Should he? Does he? Y- uh, like how much? <laughs> would you? <laughs> I, yes. I would think you should. Uh-huh. A Michigan man said allowing a store clerk to choose his lottery ticket has scored him a $500,000 jackpot. The 73-year-old Dickinson County man told Michigan lottery officials he wanted to buy a scratch off. He was struck by indecision. He said, I had a $5 bill in my pocket. I said, hey, pick me a winner. The clerk selected the winner. Quote, I scratched the ticket off, got a Frosty the Snowman signal to win $500,000. Frosty symbol. The man said he plans to share some of his winnings with his family and invest the rest. He didn't say anything about the clerk here. But if you win $500,000, you're getting about, I'm going to say, $310,000 all in, all in after taxes, after... So you have $310,000 now. How much do you give the clerk? I'll just give him 10000 Oh, wow. Take that's it a, down to three. That's a lot. Hey, you only have that money because he picked it. Well, you have that money because you wanted a ticket and you used your money. He could have also bought himself a ticket and didn't. I would give him 5000 Okay. That's a lot for picking out a ticket. I would just, whatever it is, ends up making me with an even three. I'm totally... Cool with that. They totally cool with three hundred thousand free. Yeah. 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 Lunchbox, how much would you give him? I may give him a five dollar bill. Say here, buy your <laughs> buy yourself a five dollar ticket. Maybe you'll be as lucky. Or you could pick one for him. That's you picked one for me. Yeah, now exactly. I'll pick one. I'll return the favor. That's interesting. Okay. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's thirty second skinny. Keith Urban has revealed the new collaborations on his upcoming album, The Speed of Now Part One. His duet on We Were with Eric Church is on the album. He has a new duet with Pink called One Too Many, and he has a song with Breland and Nile Rogers called Out the Cage. The album is set to drop on September 18th. Lauren Elena is planning on staying single for a while due to the pandemic. I can't really get on like Tinder or anything. You're not leaving your home, so I don't know where I would meet this guy, this imaginary guy, so I'm probably going to be single for the next little bit because the world is shut down, unless it's the Amazon delivery guy, because I see see that guy a lot. (laughs) Thomas Rhett talks about getting to spend time with his kids this summer. To me, it's been kind of a blessing in disguise to be able to hang out with them and get to learn them a little bit better, because on the contrary, I would be on the road, but now I get to be at home and wake up with them, go to sleep with them, and just find a new ways to have fun with them. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So shout out to this brother and sister, Brock Henricks, who's nine, and his sister, Emma, who's seven. They told their mom that they wanted to use the money from their lemonade stand to support healthcare workers in their community down in Kaufman, Texas. Nice. So because of friends and neighbors that came by and bought their lemonade and supported them, they got $400. And they went and they bought snacks, which is what they want to do for healthcare workers. And then they went and handed them out to caregivers outside. That's awesome. <laughs> good for those kids and good for those parents for raising those kids. Yeah. They to, use to their proceeds other people. to yeah. brighten somebody else's day, which is super cool. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. A man went through the Wendy's drive-thru and he became upset when they got his order wrong. So he tried to enter the restaurant, but the front door was locked. So he went through the drive-thru window and started throwing cups, lids, and straws all over the restaurant because he was mad they messed up his order. 
Went, like crawled physically through the window? Through the drive-thru window. The police say he pulled up to the drive-thru at the restaurant around 11 p.m. Acted belligerent. Climbed through the window. That climb into the... Why would you just not get out and go through the door if you're going to do some crap? No, he did. He tried. It was locked. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Surveillance video shows all this. He fled in a rental car. <laughs> and then they called the <laughs> rental car company and he got arrested. A rental car. All right. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. What's happening? Hey, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Bobby Bones. Just hit it up. Press follow. Try to be a good Instagram person. Uh, here is a voicemail from Cameron. He left this last night. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Got a quick uh, question for you. Kind of need some advice here. I asked for a raise for my job about a month ago, and my boss and I had a really good conversation about it, said I deserved the raise, said I should get the raise, but I still haven't got the raise yet. He says, you know, because of coronavirus, they're trying to make cutbacks and everything, and I understand that. The aviation job, and right now, you know, now, now's not the greatest time to go look for another job. So kind of wondering what you would do in this situation, how much longer you would wait, kind of what you, what you would say to get the conversation started it's a good question awkward but sometimes you have to have awkward conversations there's a uh, there's some communication being missed here between the boss and him i think you just have to say hey i know we had talked about getting a raise last month just wonder when that's going to fall into my my next check or when it's going to fall into a check and then let him say oh you know what we have to kind of resend that I, but i think that's just how you go to it you go directly at it avoid any of the the gray area and be like hey i know we talked about this on whatever day this was, you said this was happening, just wondering when it was going to take effect. Hey, thanks. Have a great day. Let me know if you need anything. Cameron. Yeah. That's why I would write. I feel like if there's anything I've learned about communicating with you or any of our bosses above, it's just being as direct as possible. Because for me, if you're direct, that saves me time. I can look right at the question. I can identify the problem. We can figure out how we're going to fix it or not fix it, and I can go to the next thing. Which is not me by nature. That's something I've had to learn, and I'm still not good at it, but I know that that's what bosses appreciate. So, yeah, I would follow Bobby's lead on that and just encourage you to just bring it up, and he'll give you the direct answer. If he's a good boss, he knows how to handle it. Even my approach when I told Cameron just now was diplomatic. Because if it were just me and my heart, I'd be like, Raise, question mark, win, question mark, send. But that's me. I, mm. Cameron, say, hey, boss, I know we talked about this on this day. Just wonder when it's going to take effect. Don't ask if you're still getting it. Just say, when's it going to take effect? Cool? Cool. All right, here is a voicemail that we got last night. Morning, studio. I was calling because I always hear Bobby talking about how he hates running and he can't get into it. And I have a solution for him. There's an app called Charity Miles. You download it and it tracks your run. And every mile you run, it donates to a charity of your choice. I know how much he loves donating and I thought that would be a good solution. All right. Have a good day. I mean, it sounds fun in theory. I love to give back, but I don't, I think how I'm going to give back is not by running. Just can't get into it. Yeah. And you know where I'm doing? I'm just considering getting a treadmill, and I know that's a waste of money. It's not. You got well, me one, and it's amazing. I know, but last time I had a treadmill, it ended up being a clothes hanger. I just do clothes on it the whole time. I, You rode your bike. It's not a clothes hanger. I know. But a little bit, I don't ride it that much anymore, because I don't. I can be out for Corona now. I can like, go outside. Okay. Uh, let's do Starling from Wichita, Kansas. Hey, Bobby Bone Show. Um, I'm a police officer. Uh, here in Wichita, and I just want to say that every morning at the end of my shift, I turn you guys on, make my day just a little bit better. But I'm not the hero. My wife's the hero, Nicole. If you guys can give her a shout-out, that'd be appreciated. If not, no matter, no love. You guys rock. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate that, Sterling. Yeah, shout-out to all of our uh, police officers listening right now. Let's do one more. Here you go. 
Hi, this question is for Amy. I randomly met this guy in the army back in March, and then we kind of messaged just a little bit, but now it's kind of been like it kind of went dead for a few months, and now it's kind of picked back up again. He just told me that he's getting deployed, like, in a few days. So is it worth it to continue? Like, we don't really know each other, but he's going to be gone for, like, maybe a year. So are they super busy when they go over there? I really have no idea. I feel so dumb saying that. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted your opinion, Amy. Well, I have no idea where he's going and what he's doing. So I think how busy is depends on that. So can't answer that for you. But what I can tell you is that being deployed is something that weighs heavily on them, weighs heavily on those that are back home, which if you become an important part of his life, you, there's just a lot that comes with a deployed person that you're in a relationship with. So you have to be prepared for that. And you can't be needy. He doesn't have time for you to be back home being needy. And I can say, too, if you don't really know him that well, this is not the best time to try to get to know somebody. Yeah. Just say, hey, let's put a pin in this. When you come back, if you want to, then talk about love. But too. I also think from his point of view, like him having that might be really a great connection for him. And if you can send him care packages or leave him messages or write him letters, like that stuff can be very powerful too. So again, I think you evaluate what are you feeling inside? Maybe you have this talk with him before he goes and see how seriously y'all want to take it while he's gone. She barely knows him. I know. I just would, I, listen, send him all the care packages. Listen, that would be thoughtful. We love our, our military. <sighs> couldn't yes. love him anymore. However, if I'm not dating him and he goes off, I'm not dating him until he gets back. Yeah. Because what if I'm committed and then he's not, and there's never been a define the relationship talk. And then you feel guilty because you're cheating on a member of the service. Yeah. There's just a lot in this that, you know, we don't know. Here's we- my tip. Just say, hey, send me, give me your address. I'm going to send you packages the whole time. When you get back. Let's still talk. Let's see if we want to date. Yeah. But until then, I got you a little bit. I like but that. then still date other people if you're hurt. Okay. If you want to. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, thank you, guys. You can always call us with your questions or comments, 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. There's a voicemail line. Just leave a message. We'll get to a lot of them like we do every single day. What's happening, everybody? Amy, what'd you bring today? Well, my kids went back to school, and my son's tests are now called Celebrations of What You've Learned, and homework That's is now called- the worst party I've ever heard of. Yeah, and homework is now called practice at home. It's called celebrations of what you've learned? Listen, I don't know. I just got the newsletter. I don't know. I haven't, like, talked it over with the teachers. And I don't is think this we, a school thing or I just one nutty teacher? No, it was in the school notes, like, important things to know about this year. Well, then, but can you get punished if in your celebration you didn't learn enough? I, I, sure, I think you graded on the celebration. You still get graded, but... What is happening? Yeah, I don't know about the test thing, but the practice at home, I think, is going to be helpful for us because something about homework to my son is a little bit of a trigger. I don't mind that one, practice at home. To where he gets, he freaks out over the word homework, but now, if I start calling it, we're just practicing at home, I think that's going to go over better. But celebrations of what we've learned, I'm still confused on. Practice at home, I give a 8 out of 10. Celebrations (laughs) is a zero. That doesn't even get on the scale. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you posted on wh- how this plays out. But because so far, we haven't had any celebrations. I know you said you were giving props to your kids' school because of what they're having them do every day. 
yeah, washing hands like crazy, sanitizing. They've got face shields and masks. And I mean, both my kids came home complaining about how much they're sanitizing. And I was like, high five. <laughs> You're doing it right. <laughs> so did you do all school supplies and stuff normal this year? Uh, we had to change up one thing because Tashira has so many books. Like she has her favorite little pineapple backpack, but it's not, she couldn't even walk because her backpack was so heavy. And I saw her like trying to make her way out to the car. So I went online and ordered her a roller backpack. Now, is that cool or no? I don't know. I just want to save her from having back problems. Does it look down like a suitcase line. like she's in the airport all the time? No, it's like Jansport, but it's on wheels. Yeah. I kind of want one. <laughs> and I, props to her because she was so excited to unpack her other backpack and pack it up. And she thought it was fine. I just worry. I don't know if other kids are going to think that's not cool. Because if, when I was in school, I don't know that I could have felt cool enough to wheel around a roller backpack, but she's working it. It's literally a backpack. I'm looking at it here. A Jansport backpack that you, is your traditional backpack, but just has one of those things like a suitcase hey, yes. where you go and you pull it up. Mm-hmm. Can you also wear it or no? It's too heavy. No. Oh. You wheel it. Oh. So we'll see. Eddie, what'd you bring today? uh, I've been trying a little something, you know, just a little bit of communication in my life and express when I feel something. Uh, And I want to bring to you guys a feeling that I've been having about Ray. Oh. Uh, And and, and it's just something that frustrates me. And I think today he's wearing a shirt, too, that says cool dad. Anytime Ray talks about being a dad and celebrating Father's Day, it frustrates me. It actually makes me feel very angry inside. And I don't know what to do about it because he's not a dad. It's almost like I'm in the army overseas fighting and this dude's in high school in the JROTC. You know what I mean? So Eddie's got four kids, two his own, two foster kids. He's a real life dad. Raymundo has 23 frozen eggs. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That are stored in a freezer at the hospital until I create them into an embryo. So that's what we're waiting on. And so you feel like those are your kids? Yes. Do you ever go see them? Yeah, we have. I wish you could actually do it more regularly, but because of COVID and stuff, it's once every six months. Do you feel like a dad? Absolutely. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. But you're not kidding. You really feel like a dad. I've already paid uh, over $500 of fees and stuff because I'm a dad. how much I've paid? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know how much money I've put on my kids? (laughs) Well, Ray's kids are young. How old are your kids, Ray? Uh, we've had them for about a year. Yeah. And they're the same age. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to do no parenting either. Like, there's no work involved. He just has these eggs sitting in a freezer. Well, he's going to have to work soon. When do yes, you guys think yes. you'll do that? Very soon. Wedding's in October. All right, we could be up at the hospital in December trying. Just give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's crazy. But you know you're not a dad, right? I know. Okay. And it was cold in here, so I'm wearing a dog dad uh, sweatshirt. That, I mean, I don't wear this outside of here. Uh-oh, you don't have a dog. Bobby, you don't have mad. a dog. Oh. You better wear a cat dad. <laughs> all right, all right. Raymundo said that over the weekend he watched on Netflix the David Spade comedy. Yeah, The Wrong Missy. Yeah. <sighs> you better be ready to laugh out loud. Is it that funny? It's a TV yeah. show, right? No, it's a, oh. it's a Netflix original movie. Oh, movie. Yeah. It is amazing. Oh, cool. Okay, here's the Rotten Tomato. 52% on the audience score. What? (laughs) (laughs) It says, 
Lauren Lapkus lifts the wrong Missy above failure, but this lazy comedy will be the wrong option for all but most Happy Madison starred viewers. Listen, David Spade is a little bit older. I feel like there's somebody should be somebody coming up in the ranks that's the new funny guy. You know, because he's late 40s, maybe 50, and he's trying to play a 50s. Yeah, he's in a 30-year-old role, kind of. But, wow, get ready. If you guys aren't down to laugh, then don't watch it. But you are going to, honestly, LOL. I love David Spade. I think he's hilarious. David Spade's 56 years old. I follow him on Instagram, too. I'm down to laugh. I saw him at a restaurant. I was... Dancing with the Stars? No, okay, so no, I was out there working on American Idol this last season, and I was on a date with Caitlin early on. And I saw him sitting at a table, and I went up, and he was just eating, and I never want to bother him while they're eating. And I just walked by, and he was eating by himself, and I said, hey, man, big fan. And just said, hey, thanks a lot. Kept walking. And then tweeted the next day about it. He was like, hey, I really appreciate this interaction. They didn't stop, hold me from my food. So, yeah, I like David Spade a lot. But it's good, huh, Ray? Yeah, good couples movie. My fiance's watched it twice, and I give it four ha-has out of five. Mm. Four ha-has. Wow, and she's already watched it twice. All right. The Babylon Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. There was a car crash last week that involved $4 million worth of cars. And when I first saw the headline, I thought, oh, did a big truck carrying expensive cars crash? Like a truck full of Jaguars or something. Yeah. Well, no, it was in the Swiss Alps and there was a Mercedes-Benz wagon, a Porsche 911, and a Bugatti and a motorhome. (laughs) And they all wrecked and there was $4 million worth of damage. Luckily, everybody was fine. I'm looking at some of the pictures here on these really tight roads where they are. This is where the wreck is. Yeah. They really couldn't see each other and you come around the curve and you're not in your lane. Yeah. It all goes to crap. And there was the big motor home like taking up a bunch of space. So it was just really crazy. But thankfully nobody was hurt. But I mean, that's just kind of odd that we're in the nicest neighborhood ever or what? When I was in Montana last weekend, the, the roads that were on top of the mountains are super thin and super dirt. And you're coming around and if you're not in your right spot or just prepared, you're going to hit somebody. Now, there's not a lot of people out there, but yeah, it's kind of how these roads look here. All right, what else? So uh, somebody figured out the male equivalent to Karen. I know we did it on the show, and I think we came up with, was it Eddie? No, yeah. Eddie's just the guy you <laughs> think's like Karen. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chad. That's right, that's right. That's well, based on the popularity of the name over the past 70 years, the male name that is closest to Karen is Terry. Okay, so they're just taking the data from the naming more mm-hmm. so than... There aren't that many Terrys that are douchebags. Right. Yeah. They're not like saying, oh, like, this many Terrys are complaining online. I think about the name Terry and I have a pretty positive association with the name Terry. Yeah, I know one man named Terry and he's amazing. Yeah. I One of the guys I work with in that geo's named Terry. He's the best guy ever. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say no Terry. Uh, famous <laughs> Terrys. Terry Crews. I don't know who that is. Uh, the bald guy, gets all the big chest muscles. Doom, doom, doom. Still don't know. You but, would know if I showed okay. you a picture. Uh, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> mm no. This is a woman, though, right? No, no. He's oh. a football player. Played for the <laughs> Steelers. Okay, I don't know him. Uh, played football at Louisiana Tech back Clearly. in the day. day. Mm-hmm. That's about it. There's uh, Terry Rogier, basketball player, 26. That's all. That's all. All right, what else you got? Well, Loretta Lynn is joining a lot of people that think Garth Brooks is wrong to pull out of CMA Entertainer of the Year consideration. Um, I understand why he did it. I think he should should have won. And honestly, I voted for him again. I know he pulled himself out, but he was still up on the ballot, and I voted for him again this this time. He probably, when he was younger, saw some of the older guys 
not making way for some of the younger guys. And I think that's why Garth did that. Not because he didn't think he deserved it. I think he's like, you know what? I had my shot. So I'm with Loretta Lynn where I agree Garth should be it this year. But I also understand that Garth's like, hey, I have my shot. Now let me look out for the younger guys. Yeah. She said, no, I think he's wrong on this one. He's won it seven times because he earned it. And in her book, he's earned it 20 times over and deserves to win anytime they count the votes. Has set the precedent for what everybody else should try to do. Hits, live touring, things outside of country music. Yeah, Crazy. The guy's just the greatest. Anything else? Well, so 100 years ago today, women were granted the right to vote in the U.S. So in celebration of this anniversary, uh, iHeart has teamed up with PNG for a new podcast called Seneca, 100 Women to Hear. And you can listen to it on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. I was hoping you were going to say in celebration, no men can vote this election. It's all women. There'll be a better outcome for sure. <laughs> Probably. In celebration, we've eliminated all dudes from casting their votes. Yes, let's do uh, it. Yeah. Is that it, Amy? Yeah, that, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Greg Skeens lives out in California and the wildfires have been going on. We're approaching his house and there were some wolves and his dog chased him. Chased him away. Said, get out of here. But the only problem is the fires, the dog never came back. The firefighters saved his house and when they were going through the woods, they found his dog alive. Oh, man. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Oof. I've had my dog missing before, and you're just like, it's just like a constant, it's like a heavy backpack you're wearing all the time. When you finally see that dog again, got his house saved, and, and they his saved dog. his dog. By that's, the same firefighters. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, we're coming over to you now for the morning corny. The morning corny. What does a nut say when it sneezes? What does a nut say when it sneezes? Cashew. Cashew. That was the morning corny. A nine-year-old boy in Oklahoma who's been in foster care for six years has now had thousands of adoption offers after he appeared on the news and said, quote, he just liked to have a family. Jordan, who's been in the foster care system for six years, told the news station KFOR that he's desperate for a permanent home after his biological younger brother, Brayson, was adopted. And so here's a clip from the original story that ran last week on Oklahoma News 4. It's no secret a family would be a dream come true. Jordan lives at a group home now, but would love a sense of normalcy and the unconditional love of a parent. I call mom and dad, or this mom, or this dad. I don't really care. A family to eat mac and cheese together, ride bikes together, and most of all. Well, the reason why it's important is because um, so I could have um, some, like, some people to talk to anytime I need to. A child just looking for his place to call home. Oof. How about that? Mm. Man, where? So he has a biological brother? Mm-hmm. Who was adopted. Yeah, younger brother. <laughs> younger, and, and younger kids get adopted quicker. Can, uh. But 5,000 people have submitted now to adopt him in the 12 hours since that segment aired. So here's the thing, and I hope you don't think this is weird for me to say this. If we take, if we, because again, this kid is getting noticed because he's been put on the news. What if local stations, like they do the animal adoptions, did kid adoptions and said, here's this kid. And they come and do a little spot with a kid like this and the people could see it. Because obviously people being exposed and seeing that makes them feel. And then you do things based on how you feel. I think if we just went and took our kids 
And I hate the animal comparison, but we, people do these adopted dog stuff all the time. Why would you not do adopt a kid? Well, here's the thing that I want to warn against someone being moved emotionally by something they see on the news and then acting on it. And Eddie can probably agree with me on this, maybe. <laughs> this is more than just taking on like a, you're, ado- you're not adopting a dog or a cat and then it's there's so much that goes into this and you you've got to really be in it for the long haul and you have to know even ad- especially adopting an older kid there's so many challenges you're going to face and you have to be up for it my point is though maybe it gets people thinking about adoption yeah. and then they go through that whole process when they see th- I'm not saying you see this kid and you go get the kid but I'm saying what if you're sitting there and you're married and you either you can't have kids or you you just want to get back and you're like hey we should start evaluating if we want to adopt or not yeah like it could this Starts happening the conversation putting kids yeah. and the, their stories out make people at least start to think about it i don't think anyone should see it and go i'm gonna go get them tonight but my yeah. point is it starts to at least introduce you to the culture and then you start to learn and then if you do learn and you are emotionally mentally ready to go then you do it but unless you're ever exposed to the idea you never have the idea it doesn't matter in adoption or anything else Yeah. No, I agree. So why can't we put it on TV? Some sort of exposure (laughs) would be good to show people. But I just know out of those thousands of calls, I guarantee you a lot of them, they're not ready. But what if two are, is my point. What if 5,000 come in and they're able to weed out 4,998 and there really are two, two that would have never seen it had it not been for this kid doing the news. Amazing. And of the, the thousands that may not be ready... It doesn't mean in a year from now or a few months from now, they might be ready. But yeah, I'm with you. There, Yeah, exposure to that would be amazing because there are so many foster kids and kids that need adoption. It's crazy. Eddie, how do you feel? You have two foster kids right now. What's that make you feel? Yeah, man, that breaks my heart. Like, it really does. It's a great story, but you're both right, too. You know, Amy's right about a lot of parents not being ready. Uh, you're right about um, about getting the word out. And that's why I like talking about it on air, too, because maybe it gives somebody kind of an idea whenever I talk about my journey of being a foster, a foster parent. So hopefully we're doing the right thing here, too. But you're right. TV stations need to get this thing on, on air for sure. I mean, every month, put a new kid up there that's awesome and let people see, hey, this kid needs a home. And then there may be one or two people that have been going through the process mm-hmm. that are like, we're ready that can actually get that kid. Man, exposure for anything that needs help. It's all about exposure. People don't know a lot of times that they can help until you show them what's happening and how you can get them involved. Anyway, I thought that story was pretty crazy. Hmm. Eddie, by the way, Eddie has two foster kids, two kids of his own. Amy's adopted two children, too. Yes. So we, we're not just talking out of our... Well, I'm talking out of my butt over here. But yeah, we got real issues. Um, okay, let's do the top three songs in country music this week. At number three, it's Justin Moore, Why We Drink. At number two, it's Chris Jansen Dunn. I won't quit till the good Lord says my work is done. And your number one song is Maddie and Tay, Die from a Broken Heart. The number one pop song this week is Watermelon Sugar. Harry Styles. And the number one alternative song this week is from Weezer, Hero. Weezer's still putting out alternative hits. <laughs> I mean, that's why I fell in love with Weezer as a kid. That's why I look like I look with my glasses, basically. Wow. 
All right, there you go. All right, time for one of my favorite segments. We do it about once a month. Bobby the Historian. So I love just reading random facts. I love dropping history on you guys. And so here you go. Here are things we say, but we probably have no idea where they came from. Uh, First up, when I say caught you red-handed, that means what? You stole something or did something bad and you're busted. Like I caught you in the act. Yeah. Yeah. The real meaning of caught you red-handed, there was an old law stating that if someone butchered an animal that didn't belong to them, he would only be punished if he was caught with blood on his hands. If one was caught with the meat, but his hands were clean, he would not be punished. But if they literally caught him red-handed because of the blood, that's when he got in trouble. And that's caught red-handed. Got it. How about honeymoon? What's that mean? It's where you go after you get married. Hmm? So, I don't know. It's like a holiday spent together by a newly married couple. Oh, uh, because sweet nights? I don't know. What do you mean? (laughs) Honey is sweet Mm -hmm. and... You're spending nights together for the first time? According to tradition, a newlywed couple would have to drink a beverage with honey for an entire month for fertility and good luck. Oh. So it's really not about the vacation. It's about you just got married. You're supposed to drink stuff with honey so you can have a baby. Cool. Push the envelope. What does that mean in your mind when I say push the envelope? To go too far. Yeah, to like approach a limit and sometimes extend. Yeah, like, so I get in trouble for pushing an envelope with a lot of what we do here. Yes. Uh, I would say, so does it mean, I don't, I don't even know where that came from. Pushing the envelope belongs to the modern era of the airplane. The flight envelope is a term from aeronautics, meaning the boundary or limit of performance of a flight object. Basically, it's what can this aircraft do? The envelope is mathematical curves, and it's like, hey, we got to push this envelope. Like, we have the let's Let's see if we can make it go faster than we think it'll go. Okay. Air knowledge. Take that to your husband. He's a pilot. I'm going to drop that bomb on him later. How about uh, give the cold shoulder? What does that mean in real life to you? It means ignore someone. Turn yeah. your back on them. To reject or be deliberately unfriendly to. That's the, uh, the meaning. The original saying... During medieval times in England, after everyone was done feasting, the host would give his guests a cold piece of meat from the shoulder as a way of showing everyone, time to go. Don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. And so for now, when you're at my house and it's time to go and I want you to go, you're all getting a piece of the cold cold Mm -hmm. shoulder. I'm going to buy meat just from the grocery store just to give you guys to go. You don't even need to do that. You just kind of are like, okay, well... (laughs) And you you just have this look about you and everyone knows it's time to go. Yeah, I'm like... (sighs) <sighs> wonder what we're going to do or now. Or you just like leave. That's true too. Sometimes and you go to your room. At my own house. I'll just go to my room. <laughs> That's true too. I have more of these. Uh, we can do some more later if you want. Do yeah. you like that or no? Yeah, I do. It's interesting. Okay, we'll get to some more of those in a little bit. Tim McGraw posted a photo to honor Elvis on the day that he died, which was the 16th. And this is what McGraw captioned the photo. I'm often asked who I'd like to hang out with, living or past. And there is no question, the king. We lost him 43 years ago today. Man, was he cool. So I ask you, and I made a list here. What dead person would you want to hang out with? Well, Jesus is the first person that always comes to mind. And if you don't pick Jesus, you're a jerk, right? Okay, let's take <laughs> let's take Jesus off the list. I know. We're not going to shame anybody. How to get him out there. Uh, okay. Because, I mean, I totally would. We get it. We all would pick Jesus. You just got to go first. That's me. <laughs> all right. Do you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first. I have a list here. Okay. I put Steve Jobs on my list because I'd like to see 
where we'd be mm. now with these products. Because there's been a drop-off since he died. Now, he didn't create them, but he found ways to market them and to also uh, encourage folks to work harder, faster. And by encourage, uh, finger parentheses. Brutal guy. But, you know, most great folks are in a way. Um, then I have in my music category, Kurt Cobain, Tupac, and John Lennon. Because they all died way early, and they all started something that we're still a part of now. And I would love to see where they went in their careers artistically. And probably they would just be old musicians and not that cool anymore. You know, them dying early actually made them and gave them a lot more cultural relevance for a lot longer time. But I'd love to see what Kurt Cobain thought about and thinks about rock now and what music he's making. Or Tupac in the hip-hop world. John Lennon, you know, the Beatles. So I have that. And then I have Abe Lincoln up there. Solid. Yeah. Because Abe Lincoln was not a well-liked guy before he died. Even as president, was not well-liked at all. Changed vice presidents the second time he ran. Didn't have a majority when he won the first time. Like, wasn't well-liked until after he died, period. Now we looked at it, and he's beloved. But I would like to see his thoughts on how far we've come, how much further we have to go. I'd like for, to look back and show him how much he is loved now. Because mm-hmm. in so life, he, he didn't really know that. He was a very unpopular president. Yeah. Before you said Tupac, he had already come into my mind because I, I love his music and his uh, his kind of thoughts on things, too. I want to see how, how he feels about the climate now, but he's not here to see it. Um, and then Mother Teresa. Yeah. That would be awesome. Why her? Uh, just because anytime I've heard somebody who did get to meet her and spend time with her speak of her, they said it was almost like this... Uh, an angelic experience. Like they've never met anybody like her or, and they got to, whether they went to Calcutta or wherever and they spent time working with her. She was so truly selfless and something about her spirit just was left with them. So I would want to know what that was like too. Eddie, who's the dead person you'd want to hang out with? Well, I just thought about this because it's usually going to be the, what I picked in the past is like musicians or whatever. But now I think it'd be kind of cool to hang out with Alexander Hamilton and watch the play with him and see what he thinks. <laughs> now we're putting ourselves in dream scenarios with people. Yeah. So you want to watch the play with Hamilton. How cool would that be? And then he would laugh at certain jokes and be like, that's funny. Didn't happen that way, but that's funny. Raymundo, who would you hang out with? Yeah, definitely Bible time people. So uh, Moses, uh, Adam and Eve, uh, Samson. Yeah? Those, yeah. Okay. Morgan? <laughs> Uh, I would want to hang out with Marilyn Monroe because she was such a blonde bombshell and I just want to know her take on things and if everything that's out there about her is really true. Lunchbox? Easy. Hugh Hefner. I mean, he had the best life ever, so that'd be great to hang out at his place. Uh, (laughs) All right, there you go. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. When you wake up, do you need to brush your teeth before you kiss your husband? Yes, I you, like to. Well, yes, because I have to sleep with a mouth guard, and it's a whole thing. Like, I want to get out, take my mouth, yes, rinse my mouth guard, rinse my mouth. So you need to go through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. What the are, whole No, I, do, we don't. I'm fine without it. But without brushing your teeth? I'm fine with, we don't have to brush our teeth. But you wear a mouth guard, right? No, not anymore. <gasps> you should. Why are you not? Because does she know? Is it because of Caitlyn? No, no, I'm not embarrassed about that stuff. I don't even know where it is. I haven't worn one in a year, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't worn one since before Caitlyn. Okay. I bring all that up, though, because uh, people are brushing their teeth way more. 
after smelling their own breath because they wear a mask more. Mm-hmm. So 75% of Americans are brushing their teeth way more because that's like they've been told by themselves, oh, maybe my, mouth, maybe my mouth hole doesn't smell as delicious as I thought it did. Uh, so I thought that was good news. People are brushing their teeth more. Always good news when whatever hygiene's brought takes. in. Yeah, 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 whatever it takes. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're going to play a round of Riddle Me This, where I give you a kid's riddle. Just You get 20 seconds to see if you can get it right, okay? Okay. We Googled kids' riddles, and this is what happened. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, you guys will all play. If you get it right, you stay in. <sighs> kids' riddle number one. Amy. What has many teeth but can't bite? What has many teeth but can't bite? Timer starts now. Teeth. Mouth can bite. Teeth are in a comb. What has many teeth Teeth. but can't bite? I feel like the only thing I can think of is comb. Is that your answer? Yes. She says comb. The answer is a comb. Uh, Yeah, nice. Nice. Lunchbox, ready? Yeah. What has one head, one foot, and four legs. What has? Say that again. What has one head, one foot, and four legs? Riddle me this. One leg, one head, one foot, and four legs. I got it. Go ahead. A table. Incorrect. Uh, a bed. Is there a foot of a table? I don't think oh, so. Oh, foot of the bed. That's what I'm, mm. yeah. Lunchbox is eliminated. Wow, and he's normally so good at this. Yeah, he's the champ. Eddie. Come on. What is something you can hold without ever touching? What is something you can hold without ever touching? Timer starts now. Okay, I'm going to go with your breath. Correct. Uh, Eddie's oh. still in the game. Did you not know that one? Uh-uh, I did not have that. There are two people remaining. Amy, back to you. These are kids' riddles. What has words but never speaks? What has words but never speaks? Timer starts now. I mean, a book has words. It doesn't speak. Is that your answer? A lot of things have words that don't speak. Billboards have words. What has words but never speaks? Words, words, words. Words. Time. Your answer, please. Book. Correct. A book. Nice. God, you thought even Steve Harvey on me where I was like, missed it. Eddie. Come on. What has many needles but doesn't sew? What has many needles but doesn't sew? Timer starts now. Needles. Could be a doctor's office. They have a lot of needles. Porcupines. Are those needles? I'm going to go with porcupine needles. Correct. I would have accepted porcupine or evergreen trees. Christmas tree. Oh, pine tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amy, one more round before we go to sudden death. Okay. What has 13 hearts but no other organs? What has 13 hearts but no other organs? What? Time starts now. What has 13 hearts? But no other organs. Okay, it can't. It's not anything living. This is something different than living. Thirteen hearts. An organ like a piano. What has thirteen hearts but no other organs? You have five seconds. What? Thirteen hearts but no other organs? 
No, no, time. no, no. Your answer? A painting. No, a deck of cards. I'm an idiot. Eddie, for the win. <laughs> I was thinking there was some famous painting about hearts. Are you ready, Eddie? Let's go, Bones. Come on. People save me, change me, make me, raise me. What am I? People save me, change me, make me, raise me. What am I? Timer starts now. All I can think of is my foster baby. That's not it. (laughs) Save him, change him, raise him. He didn't make him, though, to be fair. I did not make him. Gosh. People save save me, change me, raise me, make me. What am I? (laughs) This is so easy to me. It is? Yes. Five seconds. I, I, I'm stuck on the raise, so I'm going to go with the flag. You raise the flag. Incorrect. It's money. It's money. Yeah. You save money. You oh. change money. You raise, raise money. You yeah. make money. Mm-hmm. All right, we're now to sudden death. I'm going to give you one riddle. Buzz in with your name when you figure it out. Are you ready? Ready. Come on. What building has the most stories? Eddie. 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 Wow, and I'm going to delay too. Ah, uh, give me the library. Correct, winner. There he is. There he is. Hey, listen, you're on a delay because you got corona. You did that to yourself. <laughs> That's my punishment. No, he was trying to say I even beat her on a delay. I know what yeah, he was saying, I but I'm saying he's using that as an excuse, but he did it to himself. Uh, Eddie, congratulations. You're the winner. Thank you, man. Thank you. I normally don't win this game, so I love this win. What would you like to say to all your fans of your riddle game? <laughs> All my fans out there, riddle me this. <laughs> All right. Okay, so walk me through it, Morgan. You're you're on a dating app. Do you want to say which one? Yeah, I can. It's Hinge okay. dating app. And so, do you, do you swipe on these? Do you scroll on these? What is it? Yeah, you swipe on them, um, but you scroll their profile, and then you hit the um, green check mark if you want to go forward with it, or an X if you don't want to. So then you match. Yes. Okay. So what happened? So, um, people can match with you before you match with them. And this is what happened. These four guys showed up in my matches as these four amigos all on one profile and they created their own, basically like bachelor and it's, and they messaged me and said, hello, we're four strapping gentlemen taking our shot at love. Do you see anything you like? And so I scroll through their profile and it literally says we're four gentlemen competing against each other to find the girl of our dreams. So do you pick, though, which one of the four guys you like? I don't know. That's I'm so curious as to what you guys think about this. Like, do I look at them all and then I'm like, hey, I like this guy in the blue shirt here? Or am I supposed to, like, go on a date with all four of them and find <laughs> out which one I like then? Or is it just weird and unsafe that four dudes are trying to get you alone? <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you think about this, Amy? It's either concerning or creative. I don't know. Fine line. Yeah. I think that I have without knowing their personalities, I think it's you could explore it and get to know each of them and see if there's one you'd want to go out with. But then she has to play the game, too. I know. Are you up for that? I would. No, she's not. up. <laughs> are you up for playing a game? No, I don't want to play a game. I, and, I, and I don't know what it would look like. Like if <laughs> I went to a restaurant, and it's one girl and four dudes and you can just tell there's something going on, you know, that would be pretty fun, though, <laughs> if like I was able to go. Back when I was dating and you had four, you're out there with four women. Yeah, Bobby, if you had four girls message you, hey, we're just four girls trying to find the man of our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have come in to talk about it. I would have come in to talk about it had already happened in the past. 
But yeah, it's different. It's different. Um, how are the guys? Is is one of them way more good looking than the other three? Yeah, you can. You they definitely have a hot friend. For oh sure. no, he probably gets picked all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody has a different on view this on app hotness. though. No, all the same view. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there's definitely one. I mean, they're all they're all. Let me see. Cute. I want to see. Yeah. Here, here's the the profile. Is there one that you would send a message back? One, two, three, or four that you'd be like, "Hey, I, I." What? They're all cute. Are they? Yeah, they're they're all cute, but there's definitely one that stands out to me over the other three. Okay, I need to know which one. Oh, let me see. Let me see if I can pick. <laughs> no, they're all good looking. Are they? Yeah. So, ha- have you dialed in on one that you would say, "Hey, I'd like to talk to this guy." Right. Yeah. You could stop, but you're stressed. <laughs> what? All right. One guy has a shirt off in the picture, yeah. which is already for me would be a no go, regardless. But is that a no go well, for you? He's at the beach. Yeah, but you're still posting it. Okay. Would you is the shirt off a no go for you? No, because he is at the beach. If it was a, a shirtless gym picture, yeah, no, it'd be no go. Okay, we got a guy in a casino pointing at a tree in a button up. <laughs> we got another guy in a white polo shirt holding a drink in a bar. The shirtless guy, that's gotta be who Morgan likes because she likes those big, massive dudes. And then you got a guy in the bottom right who looks like, like a, he's like the business guy, the twins, those two twin guys, the brothers, twin brothers. Mm-hmm. Property brothers. Yeah. He's like the property brother that wears the business clothes. <laughs> which one, which one do you like, Morgan? Yeah, tell us. There's, there's a picture of two guys standing in the bar and it's the guy on the right. Oh, you like the polo shirt guy? Yeah. I think he looks cute, but honestly, their pictures are a little inconsistent and I can't really figure out if I, if there's like 10 guys on there because they're a little inconsistent on those photos. Huh. I am scrolling through them. They're not as cute in the other pictures. What are you saying? Yeah. Okay, I need to scroll. Well, they're just... Huh, Which I'm one so... would you pick, Bones? Well, oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Thank answer. you. <laughs> I'd probably, I think I have the same taste as Morgan. Oh, boy. Right? He's like probably the, the cutest out of He also all looks of them. the most normal. He's not wearing a shiny shirt, and he doesn't... He's not trying to show off that he has big pecs. And I'm jealous of people with big pecs, obviously. <laughs> this is where that's rooted. Probably, I'd probably go with number two, the guy in the polo shirt. Which one would you go? Well, I think I like the property brother. Yeah, he's probably what? my second one. But then you look at them and they all <laughs> I know. don't look the same. This other picture and they look 40 years old. I know, that's just my age, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they look old. But like in some of these these other ones, they look young. And well, what are you going to do? I don't know. That I, I really brought it here to okay. find out what I should do, if I should even pursue it. And just Pursue it because I want to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, we need to. This what? is a great bit. Okay. Pick one of them or it's up to you. Would you feel comfortable to having all four of them take you out? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's never happened in my life and I feel like it'd be really entertaining. And I do get along with guy friends. So at the worst possible scenario, I come out with guy friends out of this. If you would reply and say, hey, I would be interested in going out with all four of you at the same time to see which one I'd like. I would love that for a bit on the show. Okay. We won't, do, we won't record it. I just would like for you to hit that and see what they say. Okay. I will see if they'll allow me to go and do that. I will respond to them. What do you mean allowed? Just say, hey, I'd like to go with all four of you I once. know. I, I don't know what they're going to say. Like, take a rose with you and be like, at the end of the night. <laughs> the maybe first you, impression rose? Yeah, maybe you cut one of them and you go the second date with the three <laughs> and then we chronicle it. Okay. Right. Well, they seem yeah, we'll funny. See at the very bottom, there's a picture of one of the guys and they felt cute. Might delete later. <laughs> All right, let That's us know funny. in the next couple of days when you get a response back, all right? Okay, sounds good. Earlier, we were talking about sayings like caught red-handed, push the envelope. And so I told you what they actually meant, where they were rooted. And you can go back in the podcast and hear that. But we have some more of these here. Let's go. 
Bobby the Historian. Barking up the wrong tree. What does that mean to you? It means you're if you're trying to do something, you're headed the wrong direction to get it done. God's good. Yeah. Maybe. The origin is it refers to hunting dogs who chase their prey up a tree. Once it climbed the tree, the dogs would bark with them. Yet sometimes dogs would continue barking even if the prey was no longer there. It had jumped to another tree and the dog still, boop, 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 you know? Got it. Crocodile tears. What's that? Oh, I don't know. It's someone really. faking sad. Okay. Like those are crocodile tears. I mean, someone's pretending to be sad or pretending to be sorry. The origin is written in the 14th century. A book called The Travels of Sir John Mandeville recounts a knight's adventure through Asia. In the book, it says that crocodiles shed tears while eating a man they captured. So it wasn't sad about it. Right. It was actually doing it. And so that's where crocodile tears came from. Gotcha. Cold feet. What's that mean to you? Um, if you're committed to doing something, but you suddenly don't want to do it. Change your mind. Yeah, it's like the loss of nerve or confidence. The original is a military term. Warriors who had frozen feet were not able to rush into battle. So they got ready, but then they got cold feet, and they kind of didn't want to do it anymore because they, their feet were so cold. Literally. Mm-hmm. A big wig. What's a big wig? Uh, the, the boss, the big guy, the, the decision maker. Yeah, like an important person. Okay, important person. Back in the 18th century, the most important political oh. figures would wear the biggest wigs. Yeah. Hence today, the big wig person. Makes sense. Hey, Eddie, do you know what cat got your tongue means? Like, what does that mean to you day to day? The cat that got, what is it? The cat got your tongue. Um, like you said something you weren't supposed to. Um, it's said to someone who's quiet when they're expected to speak. Like if you're supposed oh. to say something, I'm like, what's up, cat got your tongue? Come on. So that's what it means. There are two stories of how this saying came into being. The first one says that it could have come from uh, cat nine tails that was used by the English Navy for flogging and often left the victim speechless. Like they were beating with the cat. The second one, where liars' tongues were cut out as punishment and fed to the cats. Ugh. Dang. Dang, cat got your tongue. <laughs> it's terrible. That tongue. Think about having your tongue cut out. I can't. Let's do one more. Get on a soapbox. What does oh, that mean to you? When you kind of go off on something that you might be passionate about, but you just don't let it go. The soapbox that people mount when they usually get on a soapbox is and was actually a soapbox or one of the big crates that would be used to hold shipments of soap in the late 1800s. Would-be motivators of crowds would put them into places where people are walking, lay them there, get on top of them, and do their spill. So you were literally getting on a soapbox. Uh, one more, hands down. I thought I was going to be done, but I have one more. Hands down. Okay. Uh, I, I use says, it like, down. hands down, this is the way it is. Yeah, it's used when talking, like, this is the absolute way. Right. Easily the best. Like, an absolute. Hands down. Hands down comes from horse racing, where if you're way ahead of everyone else, you can relax your grip on the reins and let your hands down. You went hands down. You, you got went this. easily. Hands down. Like, your hands were down, so hell, he won easy. Hands down, he, he won. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. Am I a nerd for just loving these? No, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Eddie, you're laughing. Am I a nerd for loving these? No, 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 no. They are pretty interesting. This is stuff you can take to a party and show off. I like this. Who's going Since to parties, parties right now? Yeah, because Eddie's got Eddie's the one with Corona right now talking about going to a party. Let's not let that be I'm lost the, on us. I'm the one that can't leave my house. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm dreaming of going to parties. If you have your phone in your hand right now, you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Bobby Bones. 
What's going on with you today? I think I have to meet Culligan at my house for my water and They just came to my house. Oh. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. And then picking the kids up from school. So I want to try to be the first one in the car, in the line to pick up because then you get stuck at the end and you're there an extra 20 minutes. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Ugh. It's like a race to be like, okay, how many parents can I be here? All right. What about you? Um, I'm still pretty exhausted from my Montana trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so just exercise. I got to unpack still a ton. Um, the person who usually goes on shoots with me to do like wardrobe and because you know, they provide one or they pay for one to come out with you. She has coronavirus and she wasn't able to go, so I had to do it all myself. Not that it's crazy, but it's just a lot of stuff I got to take. And I'm supposed to like, you know, get the clothes ready. I didn't do crap. I just pulled them out and put them on wrinkly. There's a reason why they want someone to come with you because I, what do I care? I didn't put, I had no makeup. I didn't do my hair, nothing. I just went rogue. And it's a National Geographic show, you know? Just running raw. Yeah. So what? Do you, what is the plan moving forward? I don't know. She still has corona. Yeah. She's probably going to text positive like Eddie like 50 million times. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's been testing positive since 06, man. He's uh, he was testing positive before. Positive was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also too kind of like a coronavirus consultant too because she she calls me too now and she, we text and we talk well, about Well, y'all, y'all probably bond over it now. Yeah. yeah. Is this a Lifetime movie in the Christmas? Corona at Christmas where two people have corona and they're stuck <laughs> together and then all of a sudden they fall in love? Could be. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.